Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, Life Group Leaders, to On the Table Week 1. Excited to jump in into this week's sermon overview with you. Uh, just a quick note that if you haven't already listened to the series overview, we did that with uh, Eric Geiger earlier this week. You want to go ahead and listen to that. He gives an overview of all six weeks of this incredible series. goes to, to really in-depth on, on the different talking points and how they're going to help equip us as life group leaders to handle these conversations well. So, so you want to go back and listen to that if you haven't done so. But we're going to jump in to week one. This is the first sermon series of the brand new year. We got Dallas Viva with us. What's happening, Dallas? Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's right, yeah. man. Happy New Year. Great stuff going on. Your team won a football game just yesterday. Go Blue. Time of this recording, this podcast. Yeah. Congratulations. Is uh, that good? I'm feeling great. And I also, I think it's good to take some time and recognize that I also won the staff fantasy football league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to gloat or anything. Not to You're gloat off to anything. a great start. It's a great start. <laughs> Congratulations. Good to you, man. Uh that's all good and well. Lots of fun stuff happening, but yes. this is we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. We got something big happening on Thursday yeah. because, as we said, the first service of this year on the table does not happen on Saturday or Sunday. Happens on Thursday. Internet Meritors, man, what's happening? Yeah. That's it. We're so excited. Just looking ahead for about forty-eight hours out. Come on, man. Thursday nights officially launching. Super excited. There's been a lot of prayer. There's been a lot of people who have sacrificed hours, or people have gone through trainings, orientations, and there's a lot of you who have prayed for us, a lot of you who are going to be there on Thursday, and I'm just so thankful for our church, so thankful that we get to do this and get to serve our community, and hopefully for more life group leaders at Rudy yeah. Groups, community, life change, I believes, that's what we're praying for on Thursday night. That's it, man. That's it. It's, it is, there's a service happening on Thursday night designed mm-hmm. for young adults, Yep. but it's not just about the service. As you mentioned, it's about getting people in that demographic further connected into biblical mm-hmm. community, which is not change. It's what you do. It's what we all, yep. what we all do. But yeah, you, life group leaders, you probably have young adults in your life. You might be in that demographic and we want to encourage you to come. You want to be a part of something from the very beginning. It's yep. really cool to be there at the very beginning because you could look back, mm-hmm. you know, 10 months, whatever down the road and say, man, I was, I was there for the first yeah. one, the starting, uh, starting of this. So I want to invite you to join us. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to jump in this week's topic is um hypocrisy right what's what's it actually worded what's the is the sermon title that's it full of hypocrites is it the church full of hypocrites what a great conversation it's so good yeah and eric um in the message it gives three beats to that is basically yes no yeah look to jesus yeah don't (laughs) miss out on jesus don't miss out on jesus so gonna be a really good conversation it's gonna be one that is gonna be personal um for many of us that have maybe been affected, yeah, you know, relationally by somebody's hypocrisy or by somebody's abuse, or we've seen that in the lives of others. That this is a real, for many, is probably going to hit home. That people have yeah. real life experiences with this with this conversation. Yeah, and I think as a leader, knowing that on the front end, yeah, of hey, as I guide conversation here, we could be stirring up old wounds. Right? How can you shepherd the people of your group in that, while also guarding? How do we not go down? A rabbit hole. Totally. Like that's a really fine line there um, that you got to work through potentially yeah. in your group. That's right. Yeah. In your group. And just a word on that too. 
in your group. January is a great time of year, but we know sometimes life groups have a, a slower start coming into the new year, coming out of the Christmas haze. And so if you're listening to this and you haven't already like scheduled your first meeting of the new year, consider this. <laughs> yeah. Your official prompt of, of get it down. It doesn't just happen. Right? Send out the group meeting. chat. Now. That's right. Do it right now. Yeah. Especially for this series. You don't, you don't yeah. want to miss it. All right. Well, why don't we jump in? Um, lean in question here. What qualities do you value in the people with whom you spend time? Dallas, you got so many friends, more so friends, more friends than me. So I mean, what, what do you look forward to? I really love when I'm spending time with people that we can go just a layer, a layer deeper. Totally. You know, talk when guys are asking about, Hey, how, how's your family? It's real conversation. It's not just, Oh, look at the sports game. Um, it's, it's slowed down. Like when I'm hanging out with people, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with people who are in a rush, yeah. in a rush to leave or you can really notice when people don't actually care right. about the conversation. Yeah. That's like right out of the bat. That's what I'm hoping for when I spend time with people. Yeah. So I pick people who care about the things that I care about, uh, like my family, what I do, and then aren't rushed. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And we had really good friends over last night. And and for us, it's, it's people like that where your guards are down, mm-hmm. like in the best sense of the word and the yeah. appropriate sense of the word, where you don't feel like you've got a be someone else. There's no pretense. You can be yourself, you know, Especially truth, honesty, mess, mess and all. Yeah. And just kind of have a relaxed posture because in that relaxed posture is there's fun, there's vulnerability, there, there's there's all of that. And so I think that's what the question is getting to. Um, when you look at some of your most deep, meaningful relationships, there is this quality of it's where you are fully known. It can be fully yourself and, and loved and challenged at the same, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is the sense of, in the message, talk about hypocrisy and the root of that, of a mask and a pretense, that there isn't this sense of you got to be somebody else or fake it around people. Yeah. But where you can be yourself in the best sense of the world. That's, that's what I look for in my relationship. Yeah, that's good. Great. All right. We're going to jump in. Um, in your leader guide this week, it's Matthew 23, verses 1 through 27. Uh, I think in the message, Eric is going to read about through verse 7 or so, and then he's going to highlight uh, throughout the rest of the text. So what we're going to do is we're going to read just one through seven, and then we'll interact with the questions uh, from there. So let's do it. Dallas, you want to read it? You got it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Matthew 23, one through seven. Okay. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses. Therefore, do whatever they tell you and observe it. But don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. Mm. They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their, I don't even know what, how to say that word. I'm not going to try it. Phylacteries. Phylacteries. Sure. <laughs> I need a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is real. We're being real here. Yeah. And lengthen their tassels. They love the place of honor at banquets, the front seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplace, and to be called rabbi by people. Man. So Jesus is really going in on it here at the religious leaders who yeah. make these unattainable rules and legislations that they can't even keep. Mm-hmm. That they're legislating morality and, and holiness by their own by their own standards and pushing people away away from that. And so is there hypocrisy in the church? Yeah. And actually there always mm-hmm. always <laughs> has been. There always there always has been. There yeah. always has been. But he goes on and he has some of his really his harshest words. 
uh, throughout the Gospels, not just here, but throughout the Gospels, are reserved for those that feel like they're, you know, up here, they're high in the pedestal. Yeah. They're holy, they're the elite, the rulers, the authorities, and, and Jesus says not so much. He comes and gives them really harsh warnings um, where you often see him welcoming the, the marginalized, those are on the, the far ends of, of society, those that know their need for a savior, those that know that they're unclean. Those are the ones that Jesus goes after, pursues, and and welcomes welcomes in. But he's harsh at those that feel like they don't have a need for a savior, which is, we talk about hypocrisy, um, really the, the the height of it are those that feel, well, I'm, I'm elite, I'm clean, I've done, I've done all the stuff, like I've already arrived, but their lives don't match up. The, yeah. the outer world doesn't match up with the inner world. Mm-hmm. And so he has some harsh words to say here. And in your questions, um, you're going to be asked to interact with the seven woes. What are the seven woes uh, that the, are listed by Jesus to the re- religious leaders in the passage? So you're going to want to read the rest of the, the verse, the verses mm-hmm. there. Um, but we want to highlight, what, what are those? Because Eric takes some time to go through all seven, seven of them, the message. So the first of which, woe to you hypocrites, because you shut the door to heaven in others. So what is he talking about there? Well, he's talking about people that actually point people away from from God. Yeah. He's shutting the door to making it impossible to find find a way because of their own rules and legislation. So woe to the hypocrites because you shut the door to heaven. Yeah. Uh, secondly, woe to you hypocrites because you make people children of hell. Uh their behavior was good, and they taught people to trust in their goodness instead of trusting in God's grace. So it's all about your goodness, your yeah, own good behavior. The Savior. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one, woe to you blind guides because you focus on the wrong things. Instead of focusing on who they worship, they were obsessed with how they worship. They were not focused on on on, on Jesus and grace and re- relationship with him, but more on the the mode and their level of holiness. Um, fourthly, woe to you hypocrites because you neglect justice, mercy, and faithfulness. There's no outworking of how you serve the poor and the marginalized and outworking what biblical justice is. Woe to you hypocrites because you prioritize externals over the heart. And woe to you because you appear righteous while you are dead inside. Thinking back to when Jesus called the religious leaders um, whitewashed tubes, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, clean on the outside, but dead, dead on the inside. Some really harsh words that he has, has for the religious leaders there. So interact with those to find those. You might mm-hmm. want to have somebody like highlight it, write them down. What does that mean? Look at the passage. And then what do you notice about Jesus's instruction, uh, to those that practice hypocrisy? What, what do you notice about his, his words, words to them? Mm-hmm. So work, work through the passage together there. Yeah. I even found myself as I was trying to interact with the passage. I'm trying to put myself like, yeah. okay, I'm at, I'm in life life group right now, and just like the first one, am I pointing people to God? Yeah. Okay. What does that look like? And I begin to take an inventory. Like, hey, how have I pointed people to God? Right. Something that I that I often say to a young leader is, hey, I would love for you to try to be a freeway sign. Mm-hmm. No one when you're driving down the 405. You're not looking at this freeway sign like, wow, it's telling me to go north. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to go north. Look at that sign. Yeah. It just gets you where you need to go. It doesn't take any of the glory, but it's like, sometimes I view it and that's like the simplest form is, am I pointing people to God or am I a neon sign attracting all the attention? Right. It's good. So I found myself 
interacting with some of those, uh, well, you hypocrites, because you neglect justice, mercy, and faithfulness. And sometimes it's easier to just give money. Right. Sometimes it's easier. So even maybe for you, life group leader, how can you interact with, with one of those and, and go a little bit deeper and that might set the tone for your whole group and might really open up some great discussion too. Right. It's good. Great, man. Then we get to the lookout where we start looking at um, this in real life terms and where we've seen this at work. So a couple of questions here for you. Where have you or someone you love experienced hypocrisy in the church? How did that impact you or them? How might you respond to someone who tells you that they don't want a relationship with Jesus because of the hypocrisy they've experienced in the church? So two different questions. You can interact with them in different ways. But Mm -hmm. the first one, where have you seen someone you love experience hypocrisy in the church or maybe even for you? Where have you seen that? Uh, And you don't want to shy away from that because it's real. It's real. We've, we've all seen that. We say that yeah. perfect people hurt hurt other people. Yeah. And what, what the effect that can be, unfortunately, um, when somebody's hurt by somebody within the church, the temptation, I understand the temptation then, is then to put that category of hurt upon, upon, upon everything, yeah. right? So I was hurt by the church. Yeah. Yes, in some sense, yes. Somebody who represented the church, but it was a, it's a person, it's a person that was behind there. And it doesn't yep. mean that you have to walk away from, from all, all community, but man, certainly we've experienced that, you know, and too many times that I'd care, care to experience, yeah. care to experience leaders that we've been led by mm-hmm. where there was, um, yeah, a double life there. There was an exposure there and it, it certainly rocks you and it's, um, it's a difficult thing. Um, but I love what Eric talks about during the message of, your faith isn't dependent upon the faith of other people. Your faith is dependent upon your faith and faith in Jesus. And when Thank we goodness. hoist hoist up imperfect people that we're setting them and ourselves up to fail, right? Yeah. 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 That's kind of like Eric's main point there. Right. Is we look to Jesus instead of the imperfect people. Totally. So it's always keeping our eyes on Jesus in everything. Yeah. In, Clearly in this passage, Jesus did not shy away from hypocrisy in the church. Yeah. So just to reiterate your point, like don't, don't shy away from it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you're right. Look to your perfect father and not to imperfect followers, right? Because Mm -hmm. people will, people will let us down. Mm -hmm. Um, And really this, the the whole thing is it's about having a right view of, of sin and having a right view of grace Mm -hmm. as well, right? Like wrestling well with, with the sin and our own nature to, to wander far, um, but having a full acknowledgement of the grace and the work of Jesus in our lives too. Yeah. All right. Look, look in a couple of questions for us of the seven wells. Are there any that you feel particularly convicted by or one that speaks to an area of your own strong struggle? So you want to look through that. You noted that in the look down passage, the seven wells interact with them and then turn the question towards one another. Okay. Which of these are ones that you're challenged by? And then the second question is kind of tied into that. Um, it could help you capture the first question in a different way. Where are the places that Jesus is inviting you to have a humble or honest view of yourself? I think in this week, there could be a danger of, of telling stories of things that have happened. We want to have a space for that, but also yeah. bring it back to us. Like what's mm-hmm. the challenge? What's the challenge for us? Yep. Um, how would you interact with that Dallas, maybe on a personal level, or how would you encourage people to lead through this last set of questions that'll look in? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the seven rows. I hit it a little bit earlier of, Hey, how I interacted with them. Yeah. I think it could be really cool to almost make it a moment of prayer too. Mm-hmm. It, you're kind of, it's kind of like repentance strongholds. Like you're going through that. Okay. Which right. one of these, like, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's bring it to the, to the surface 
And then let's spend a moment like, hey, we want to lay hands and we want to pray. Yeah. In our life group, we've done that a few times where we just interact with the passage and we just said, you know, we're just going to stop right here and we want to pray over you. Mm-hmm. And we prayed over a couple and everybody started praying. And it was one of the most beautiful moments in our group mm. is walking away saying, wow, we got to pray for someone. Someone prayed for me and we we're in it together and right. how beautiful it was. And then to be able to hold each other accountable to it and check in with one another right. as well. It's good. Really good. Yeah. So yeah, have a real conversation about these things, the ones that you're challenged by. Um, and we should all be, we should be challenged by them. If we're not challenged by them, then there's a danger of us being on the other side of yeah, the right. conversation. Uh-huh. Something judgmental about about us. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. that's why we have to have a humble and a right view of ourselves and a right view of both sin and a right view of grace. Yeah. Because it's in that place that we can come to like a full understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Like yeah. you never want to be on the side of, well, none of these woes apply apply to me because yeah. I'm good to go. And all these woes apply to other people. I may tell all these stories of everybody who's got it wrong. It's <laughs> like actually Yeah. What is it for us? What is it for us? And it's that an awareness piece that where growth becomes possible. Yeah. So this isn't just an ethereal out there conversation, like have the conversation with your group together about, okay, where are we? Where are we in this? Yeah. Stuff is where are we in this? I think that's a good leadership tip. Of totally. You're going to have to constantly bring that back so yeah. it doesn't turn into, look at all the people that have hurt me right? and bring up like, you know what? I'm mad at the, like, we don't want it to go down sure. that path, but- What's happening inside? Right, right. So, is there hypocrisy of the church? Yes, yes, and no. <laughs> and look to look to Jesus. It's going to be a good conversation this week as we start new series, new year on the table. On the table. It's going to be amazing. Six hard hitting questions. Can't wait for you guys to be equipped um, to navigate these well in your groups, but also to navigate these well in conversations with people just in your life. These are real life questions that people have, and yep. we should be able to respond with truth and grace and and have a confidence about how we navigate these questions together. All right, guys, well, get to it. It's going to be a great start for um, the year for life groups. God's going to do great things in and through your groups and great things in and through Thursday night at Marriott. Let's go for it. All right, guys, we're praying for you, and we'll see you on here next week.